Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now. Welcome to the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Dawson. And I'm Kristen Naomi. And we're in the back of a RAV4. <laughs> On top of a mountain. This is a new one for the podcast, folks. We are mobile and rolling through Sequoia National Park. This is so Kings gorgeous. Canyon National Park. It is beautiful. It's sunset. They're doing a prescribed burn, so they're smoking oh, the air. It smells wonderful. Gorgeous orange and purple. Pinks and, and blues. It's amazing. And, yeah, it's photos i've got for the sunset are just gorgeous Nature's amazing nature is amazing and uh the reason we're podcasting from the back of a rav4 <laughs> mm-hmm. is we are on the last night oh, of our 10-day journey up the coast to seattle from san diego mm-hmm. and back again and on our way back we met up with my good friends the ends of the shafter ends and uh, they drove us up here to Sequoia today. Mm-hmm. We camped with them last night down yes, in Three did. Rivers, mm-hmm. uh, which I hadn't been to since 93. And some of my really old friends from high school would remember that trip. It was pretty eventful for me. Uh-huh. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I, I, I smell something. That Three Rivers trip is part of why I ended up in Texas like a year and a half later. Oh, I see. Okay. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people have been following us on Instagram. They've been following us on Facebook. Yes. They've been kind of keeping an eye on what we're doing. And yeah. so this is our recap of not just the last 10 days, but we haven't even talked really about the previous trip where we went to Jerome and the Grand Canyon and Walnut Canyon. I mean, we briefly touched on it in the intro to Sam's episode. But yeah, we, you and I have been on the road on almost nonstop for the last <sighs> yeah. three weeks. Yeah, it's really. been nonstop. It's been pretty, that trip was what? pretty epic. I did four days in Tucson before you met up yeah, with before me. I, yeah. And then we did... That, so you got there Tuesday and we got back Monday. So that was seven days. Correct, yeah. That we were on the road for that trip. Yep. And we've been, we will have been on the road 10 days for this trip. So yep. 17 of the last Jeez. 22 Holy days cow. we have spent on the road. Dang. All that's, right. That's, that's a lot of amazing. math. And, and actually, if I add my four days in Tucson. You're, you've been on the road more than I I've have. been on the road 26 days of the last 30. Wow. So I've only been home for four days in a month. That's amazing. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm the best. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's been just one thing after another. So let's, let's, let me say this first. Traveling is one of the most important things I think a person can do. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that you and I both see eye to eye on. And it's been wonderful traveling with you. Yeah. It's been amazing traveling with um, you. This is like been a crazy evolution of our friendship, our mm-hmm. professional friendship, our personal friendship. And it's been so much fun. Yeah, it really has. So much fun. Um, so you had never been to the Grand Canyon. Nope. Um, you had been to Jerome where I, the I film festival I drove through it, drove but through I never it. actually went into But you never it. really mm-hmm. saw the surrounding area and stuff. So when I found out we were going to the Jerome Film Festival, which you were the one who encouraged me to apply for because you this really is, wanted to go. This is correct. Yes, I and did. And we got in. I was like, oh. 
Yeah. I was like, dude, you gotta go. You gotta, you have to submit for this festival. It's so cool. You're like, you're where? Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah. So Um, I'm glad you did. I was like, it's super haunted and it's, it's cool. We should do this or murders. Don't worry about it. Just (laughs) submit the film. He's like, like, okay. Asylum and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it sold you on it. So, well, and and I think it was free to submit to it. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. wasn't? Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, but it was, it wasn't expensive. Um, but yeah, so we knew we were going to Jerome. So I said, Hey, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we did our trip to Catalina when my friends got married Yeah, and we both agreed that we wanted to travel together more. Exactly. So I was like, why don't we throw in a few extra days around Jerome Mm -hmm. and see the Grand Canyon. You're like, Oh, that sounds like it'd be awesome. But you know, we'll get my hopes up. Yeah. It was just, I I really didn't (laughs) think that that was going to be the case. Well, it is with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that now. You know, I just didn't think you were serious. You know, um, so so yeah. But it was it was funny because I, I worked in Tucson, and so I was trying to figure out how we were going to make that work. And we were supposed to go to the New Media Film Festival in between my Tucson that's right mm-hmm. trip and and Jerome. Oh my gosh! And then that ended up falling through, and I was like, which is ah, great. Why don't we do this? <laughs> hey, instead of L.A. Instead of going to L.A. for three cr- days, let's go to the Grand Canyon. Crazy suggestion. Grand Canyon? Huh? How's that sound How's to that you? sound? Is that great? Yeah. I'm glad we did. Oh, my gosh. I I can't even describe the the beauty and the just vastness. I can't. My brain couldn't comprehend. I told you. My brain couldn't comprehend. It took me all day for my brain to even understand how big kind of that canyon was. Well, I remember when, when we were really driving is. up the morning we got there, um, I remember saying to you, okay, now keep this in mind, Chicago girl. Yes. <laughs> you could fit Chicago's skyscrapers in this canyon. Yeah. You and even like, that was you're hard. like, what? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, all right, that, that, uh, that's some true facts right there. So yeah, that was, oh my gosh. And we hiked, we hiked yep. and we hiked and we, yeah, that was, I'm so glad we hiked that too. We were on the South Rim of the, the Grand Canyon and the sunset was just, oh my gosh. It yeah, was Yeah, so we, we came up, we came up on the, on the West side of the South Rim mm-hmm. and we hung out on the West side earlier in the day mm-hmm. and then we made our way to the East entrance. Yes. Because I told you we needed to be by the watchtower at sunset. That's right. So that we could be looking like down the length of the canyon during sunset. Yeah, you have a time lapse of that sunset too. I haven't even seen that. There's so many pictures. <laughs> There's so many pictures. I know everybody's like, your pictures are amazing. I'm like, like yeah, those are just know. the iPhone That's photos. That's just iPhone You shots. haven't seen the yeah. amazing Kristen Naomi photos that oh, have been geez. shot. Yeah. I'm... I've I'm, I've You're been such a photo super geek I've been super happy about taking photos lately. It's just it's I don't know. I'm I'm able to kind of connect and disconnect in certain ways and just have fun with it. You know, I I'm like well, a four year old with a little Kodak right now, just running around <laughs> like trigger happy about everything. You know, well, this- I'm like there's a leaf. <laughs> I just go off. <laughs> I took pictures of snails. No slugs. There are pictures of slugs. Oh, yeah, the slugs you and shot. So, you shot these oh amazing God, macro so cool. photos of these slugs at uh, so in Oregon cute. yesterday. They're so cute. We were in Oregon yesterday. I know. Yesterday we were in Oregon. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's interesting you doing the photographs because I've been thinking about it a lot because you've been doing photographs now for a couple months, and I've been there for like the whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find interesting about the photographs for you 
is it's an extension of being an artist, which you have, you know, you mm-hmm. absolutely are. You're an artist through and through to the core. Um, but generally your art is about people focusing on you, mm-hmm. right? As a yeah. host, as an actress, as a podcaster, um, it, it's about you presenting yourself and conveying your art through you. Mm. And I think the interesting thing about the photographs is from my experience with you, you're trying to convey to everybody the beauty that you see beyond you now, Yeah, which <laughs> is really cool. It's been very cool to experience that with you and see you kind of open up your art into, it's not just what I can convey to you here, but it's what I want you to see out there. Yeah. Which is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun watching you like grow and develop as a photographer just in the last two months. And you've got a definite visual style that's your own. Um, I mean, you and I take similar style photographs, but Mm -hmm. for me, like I can look at a batch of our photos and I know which ones are mine. I know. I know. I can already tell them like Dave's Dave's mine, 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 Dave's (laughs) (laughs) just go, but it's really cool. Like, cause you, you're already very quickly developing your own visual style. Um, and that, that comes from the strength of you as an artist. Like you, you know what you like, you know how you want to view the world through Mm -hmm. that lens. And, and for the most part, you've shot everything on one lens. Yeah. That's, that was basically one lens except for today. You've been shooting on my nifty 50 until today. Mm -hmm. And today you started using the, the wider angles, uh, zoom lens. Yeah, I had to, um, because (laughs) we're in the Sequoias and the 50 couldn't see the tree. For any of our listeners that don't know, sequoias are really, really, really big trees. <laughs> Huge trees. Huge trees. The largest tree in the world. Big ass trees. Was here. Is here. Yeah. General Sherman. We'll be posting photos of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, very soon. We will definitely add some photos on the show page. Yeah, we have at to. At theintellectual.com Because we can't just episode. talk about them. And yeah, so there will be a selection of photos There will be a selection from at. the Grand Canyon. Just a taste of from everything. From Walnut Canyon, from Jerome, from all our, yeah, all, all, the, all the selfies. <laughs> all the selfies. All the selfies. Yeah. We got and goofier so, and goofier with our selfies as the trips have gone on. I agree. <laughs> I don't know how you can get, I don't know how you can be serious with selfies, but apparently we were too serious with our selfies and now they're just, they're kooky and fun. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the other thing that we did is we, we've done a lot of camping. Yes. And not like, oh, we went to the campsite like we did one for my birthday. Yeah, no. Like we spent a lot of time in Arizona uh, doing what they call dispersed camping, which is wilderness camping. Mm-hmm. Um, no hookups, no, no, nothing. no bathrooms, no nothing. Like we roughed it, man. Yeah. And it really wasn't that was rough. Awesome. I love it. I mean, I was camping when I was younger, was you know, awesome. like I was camping. I started camping when I was a girl scout and I just, I never, I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't get weirded out by bugs. I don't get, you know, weirded out by bears or bats or, you know, what goes bump in the night. Like I just, I love for me, it's just so peaceful and it's simple and it's natural. And so for me, I, I just love it. I love camping. So do I. Yeah. And then you have like <laughs> these beautiful blankets of stars above you. And ugh. yeah, I took some photos the of the Milky air Way. Is clean I finally got to take pictures of the Milky Way. Yeah, like, that I've was been wanting amazing. to do that for years. And I finally got one that came out. Actually, I haven't even looked. I, I took like 
20 photos that night, long exposures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I only processed one of them. I haven't processed the rest. We so haven't even had a chance There might to even be better pictures, pictures yeah. than the one that I posted. Which and, was good. But when I posted, people were like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited to, to just really go in and process some of the pictures that we've taken. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, dispersed camping was great because we were in the forest. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, just north, forest? yeah, mm-hmm. north of Flagstaff, and then we were in like the shrubbery forest, same national forest, but like it was more lowland shrubs and stuff, not yep. the tall pines. Um, outside of Sunset Crater, um, mm-hmm. north of Flagstaff on the on the east side, mm-hmm. um, so we got to just experience all these different kind of bits mm-hmm. of nature and whatnot. It's been so much fun. Yeah, and in each of those, we showed up in the middle of the night. I know that's my favorite. It's, be, it's slowly becoming my favorite thing to just drive up in the middle of the night. I love these. Like we have no one view. can. I view. know this view is amazing. Oh my god, guys! We're looking out over the over the California oh Valley, Central Valley. It's this like amazing. gorgeous. Wow. Um, so that's ba- what's that's Bakersfield out there. Jeez, that's, that's Fresno. Beautiful. So we can see. We're Fresno looking down right on Fresno now. right oh now from gosh. the mountains. We're up wow. in the Sierra Nevadas. Wow. And we're looking down during sunset on. On Fresno, it's gorgeous. Oh, man. This is the way you want to look at Fresno <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> Apparently. All right, we got a thumbs up. Good. Okay. Sorry if anyone's from Fresno. I don't know. I don't know my way around there. Hashtag I sorry, not sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> this really is just a beautiful sunset. I mean, this is for, gorgeous. Our, for our last sunset of the trip, man, this is amazing. This is epic. This really is. Like, we are right on the side colors. of the mountain overlooking the valley. This and is, it is absolutely stunning. stunning. Just look at the wow. layers of mountains ahead of us. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So beautiful. Holy cow, guys. Yeah. You know, if you're if you, if you're the type of person who doesn't travel, what are you doing? Why aren't you traveling? Like, especially, like, you don't even have to leave California. Like, if you're a San Diegan listening to this show, there is so much beauty, so much awesome wonderment to be had within a five mile five hour radius of san diego yeah. i mean for crying out loud the largest the largest living wow. tree in the world is just four hours away like come see it it's amazing in the world not just in the united states in the world and that By is volume it yes. is taller taller than the than statue, the statue of, liberty. of liberty with including the base yeah the whole statue of Li- whole it's statue amazing of liberty. We're at 5,000 feet right now. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I encourage anyone. And I know there's some people, you know, if you haven't left your hometown, I know you, you've talked about, you know, being in Texas and you've known people that yeah, haven't I met, left their I met people who never were, left their town. Yeah, I'm 41 ever. now. I met people when I was in college who were 41, 45, who had never been out of their county in yeah. central Texas. That's, I could not believe yeah. that. To me, that's, and I'm, I feel bad for people. You know, who are in that in that mindset of they they either can't they feel like can't leave or more importantly they they don't need to leave. You it's the need, don't need to leave. Thing that's that, I that find, scares I find me. Bizarre. You know, and I really I really hope that anybody who wants to, if you have that little bit of an itch, you just go, yeah, just go and it. do it because that's the one scratch thing you're going to regret. It. I've been talking to a lot of you know a lot of the older generation who are wonderful and wise and they really you know it, it pains me that no one talks to them anymore because they have google so they can't <laughs> ask them, they don't ask them questions anymore they just google every, everything and the older generation you know they when they have 
any kind of regrets when they're on their deathbed or they're getting older. They say traveling. Travel. I wish I'd seen more of the world. I wish I'd seen more of the world. And you know what? You don't want to get to that point where you look back at your life and say, wow, I don't know anything about the rest of this planet that I live on or the world or anyone who is not in, you know, part of my culture. You know, it's good to see the, the beauty and the difference around you, you know, to understand why you love the things that you love, too, and to appreciate what's what's different in the world. Well, I mean, here's the thing, like traveling exposes you to new people, mm-hmm. new cultures, mm-hmm. new ideas. Exactly. And there is never going to be a time, I think, where you regret having exposed yourself to those new experiences. Oh, yeah. I really just oh, don't yeah. see it. I don't see how you... I mean, unless you're stupid and get your ass thrown in jail somewhere, you know, you have one well, of those you kinds know, we of can't talk. We can't, we can't um, say anything for TJ, so that, you guys that, are on your own with that. can happen, so, you know, be responsible. Be responsible, guys. But... If you're, if you're generally, if you're traveling, all you're doing is expanding your life experience and making your life more enriched. So I don't see why you would not do that. Um, I know people are like, oh, it costs money, except you and I have not had a lot of money. No. The last couple of weeks. And we've made this work and it's been incredibly fun. You have to figure out what works for you and do it. Just Mm -hmm. do it. Don't think about it. Just make it happen. Because if you want it to happen, it will. And you you travel accordingly. That I think that's the key. Travel accordingly. Don't plan an elaborate vacation that costs $5,000 when you don't have money. Yeah. Travel accordingly. So if you can only go, you know, a couple hours out and you only have, you know, you know, a little, a small budget, that's okay. Yeah. Well, we, we bought a National Parks Pass. That's already uh, paid the, for itself. The annual pass, which is 80 bucks. <laughs> Which sounds like a lot of money, except that means I can get into, we can get into any national park Yep. of the 400 plus national parks in the United States um, for free for the rest of the year. Yep. So and it's already paid for itself. It's already paid for itself because, I mean, Sequoia was $30 to get into today. So, I mean, that Grand, was, yeah. Grand Canyon was Grand 20 Canyon, bucks, and At least. Um, yeah. You know, and we went to Lewis and Clark we yesterday and, and didn't yeah. have to pay a fee there. and. So, you know, it's it's worth that money because yep. it's, in the end, very, very inexpensive for the amount of things you can do the rest of the year. And mm-hmm. even in San Diego alone, that National Parks Pass is going to get you up to uh, up to Point Loma for Cabrillo. Oh, nice. Which, by the way, we have to go get a stamp there. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I should have so many stamps. And, uh, so many stamps. And Joshua Tree's just up the road. Like, no big deal. Yep. Go camp there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, within... Within a day's drive of San Diego, you could visit, uh, I think there's something like seven or eight national parks. Yeah, there's no excuse, guys. Yeah, there's no excuse. No. Go, go, go see the national parks. If, if for no other reason, then they are the treasure of the United States. Yeah. Like, if there's anything to be proud of in this country, it's the fact that we have these freaking national parks. They're, They're amazing. Absolutely. And amazing. they've been the inspiration for similar type national parks in countries all over the world. 
Um, so if there's one thing we've done that's influential and beneficial to the world, it is these national parks. I'm super freaking proud of the national park system. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. And I encourage people to go visit them. And if you live in San Diego, you've got no reason not to. There's one right in town at the very least. And then there's a whole bunch within a day's drive. There's you one know. in town? Wait, I can get a stamp Cabrillo in town? National Monument. Oh my gosh, that's right. Right there on Point Loma. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So I gotta go say hi to my dad and we can go get a stamp. Nice. All right. Because you got to drive through Fort Rosecrans National Cemetery. Beautiful. Hey, Mick. I Um, got to see a guy about a stamp. (laughs) And he would love that. (laughs) And and the thing we're talking about with the stamps, uh, the national parks sell a little passport book that allows you to get you know, cancellations like visa cancellations, like you would get in a regular passport mm-hmm. at all the different national parks that you visit. Yeah. And it's kind of a really cool, again, very inexpensive way to get a souvenir. Yeah, exactly. At the national parks. The book costs like $13 or something. It gives you Not all the deal. information in each region. It gives you a, gives map, you a map of all the national parks in the country. So mm-hmm. you know where they're at. Um, the, the passport book is divided into regions. You do your stamps. It, it's very so cool. cool. It's so cool. And I'm completely addicted. And you I'm are like, totally addicted. Because when we went to we went to Mount St. Helens, too, which was absolutely breathtaking as and well. We got there a little We late. got there eight minutes after they closed. And I was super pissed. <laughs> I was so pissed off. And, you know, Dave's trying to hand me a map from the visitor center. I was like, no, you take it. Like, I just I was I was not she having was so it. so bent out of shape. It was I, was so, I was like, fine, we'll just have to come back. But it's great because the stamps are free. Like you buy the book and then yeah, the stamps, stamps are, free are free and they're they're unique to every location. Every day. Every so visitor changes. center at the at the it parks. It stamps the day you're there yep. and that changes. And we also, this year, is the centennial. Yeah, this so is the 100th anniversary of the National Park System. It was 1916 that they started the National Park System. And so now, this whole year, there's super cool centennial stamp cancellation. So, yep. oh, they're so cool. You're totally addicted. I'm so addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in it, man. Um, but yeah, so I, so Grand Canyon was amazing, and I took you to Walnut Canyon, yeah, which is a, a cliff dwelling. Oh, it was amazing. W- what did you think of that? Like, because I, I don't think you really. I, I got, didn't really I talk got, about it. I got from you on the way there that you didn't really know what to expect. No, I really didn't. You know, it was really. And nice I didn't want to wanna, like pre-prep you for stuff. I wanted you to just experience. Yeah, because I think we had stopped at the we had stopped at the ruins. And that's when I got the picture with the elk, right? That was after well, that Grand was Canyon. Gra- that was in Grand Canyon. The dwellings? Yeah. The, the ruins where or you the took ruins, the pictures I mean. of the elk? Yeah. Okay. So, the, yeah, we got the elk picture, and that was amazing. Just being around, you know, starting to take, for, you know, photography as, as a hobby, an actual hobby, and then s- start doing things like that, you know, that was really cool. I just just went into it. And like, you spent like 20 minutes I spent like, like 20, I was just elk. like... Everything's okay, Mr. Elk. Just calm. Everything's going to be cool. I'm just going to look over here. Hey, back to you. Like, I was just so into it. Like, I knew exactly what I was doing. Your photos are amazing. And then I managed to get that one photo of yeah. you and the elk in the same shot. So everybody could see that you were only, at that point, about 10 feet away from Yeah, and then I got like three feet away from then, Yeah, and then you were crossing over to where I was and got three feet away it's from him. He didn't, he didn't mind you at no, all. No, he was just like, hey, she's harmless. 15 feet was all she He smells like coconuts, and she's mm-hmm. she seems harmless, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what an amazing shot. Yeah, super. I, I, I'm so happy I was able to get that shot of that you was so cool. the same photo. Yeah, that was really cool. With him looking at me and you like smiling, like yeah, it was right. Very cool. I was giddy, <laughs> super giddy. Like, hey guys, look at this. Yeah, and so um, yeah, we went to we went to Walnut Canyon, and I didn't I didn't really know. I mean, I knew I knew of 
cliff dwellings because, you know, I had studied about them, but I'd never actually been in a general vicinity of actual dwellings before. And so, yeah, I really didn't know what to expect. And it was just, it was really, it was when you have a piece of history like that, because that was, they were occupied in 11, 1100 years ago. I think um, they were settled in. It was, in, yeah, it was in the 1100s. Or 1100s. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. So it was in the 1100s that those were settled. So to see what kind of history, what the ways of life back then, you know, it's hard for me to be in a historical place and not try and picture myself doing the same thing and picturing them around me, like, you know, having to carry water or make their, you know, make their clothes or instruments or how they pass time, you know. Well, and visiting a place like Walnut Canyon really pushes that feeling into you because you're walking. Mm -hmm. You're walking through right it. Right in front of them, right through mm -hmm. them. Um, and I can't wait to take you to Mesa Verde where the giant castle cliff yeah. are. Yeah, that's going to be um, cool. Because that's a whole nother, that's like next level mm -hmm. um, experience. But Walnut Canyon is so intimate because... You know, the, mm -hmm. they're really the the rooms are little family rooms, you know, yeah. and then they're storage units and whatnot. And like you can when you walk through it, you can imagine, you know, a mother and her kids playing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can't help but think, God, what do we how freaked out a parent today would be about their kid running around on the edge of the cliff? You know, right. Seriously. <laughs> kids were smarter than apparently. <laughs> right. Well, they had to <laughs> natural selection. So. But um, look how red the. Horizon. I know. It's so well, pretty. We are just like being treated to nothing but eye candy right now. Yeah. I mean, I've been treated thank to eye nature. candy for most of the last month. Thank you. Oh, jeez. Um, but this is great. Not after I fell off a walnut canyon. You did. She I almost died. I busted up my oh legs my and my she butt. Died. I seriously had bruises and scrapes and oh my God. I mean, it was, when it comes down to it, you know, if it had been... If it had been fatal, which it wasn't, and it was close. I mean, it was. I was pretty close. It was, it, but we at were least, very close. I mean, but you could honestly say, well, she was doing something that she loved. Yes, you know, she yes. was. She was happy. She was fine. Yes. You know, I would have hated having to explain that to San Diego. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been terrible. Hey, Dave, how was your trip? Fine. Fine. I killed Naomi. I, um, um, what happened? She was trying to take pictures of a bird. It was a condor. Bird happened, and I got it eventually. Not at the wall. Not Walnut Canyon. That was that. I would have. I would have haunted Walnut Canyon <laughs> with my camera, and I would have been like, "Bird, bird!" Like that's all I would have done. Ugh. Um, bird is the word. Bird, 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 bird is the word. Bird, the word, bird, bird. Hey, my phone's like vaping and stuff. I think we're going to start hey, getting we're, service we're back soon. In cell service. No, that means we're close to <laughs> the rest of society. <laughs> Turn around, gracious. drive back. Jeez. And yeah, nothing important. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, you know, I got to say this too. I, I love traveling so much and I really love disconnecting. It's great. When it I, really When is. I'm on a trip. I mean, I have been checking social media and we have been posting stuff and yeah. we did, we did do a fair amount of like Facebook live in Astoria mm -hmm. two days but ago. We're doing cool stuff. So we want to share but it. It's cool stuff. And it was but fun. how many hours were we but, just talking yeah. and driving and driving and driving and yeah, you know. we really, we really didn't overdo yeah. it on being online on this trip. No. 
we spent the vast majority of it just being in the moment, which I think is fantastic. Um, somebody asked recently too, like, how can you guys go on these trips, all these long trips? Like, aren't you missing stuff at home? Isn't, isn't there things you need to be doing? Mm -hmm. And you and I talked a little bit about this, like as creatives, Mm -hmm. it's important for us to go experience. We have to, um, because that like for you Mm -hmm. meeting all these different people, all the different, Oh my gosh. I have so many new characters. characters I study. That's the thing is I I keep telling people, you know, it's, yeah, it's nice to go to acting classes. It's nice to go to school for it. But when, when you, when it comes down to it, you look around you, like the people around you are, these are the people that you're emulating. These are the people that you're becoming. These are the the stories that you're telling. If you only spend your time around the same 20 people, you're not going to get that much of a character. You're only going to be the same character all the time. Exactly. And especially if you're just playing you, I don't know how much acting necessarily that you're able to do. And more importantly than that, it's not really, you know, what, what you're able to do. It's what you're able to push yourself to do. It's a toolbox. Yeah. You gotta gotta sharpen your tools. You gotta sharpen them, you know? Um, and then myself, so many characters. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Myself as a writer, as a director, as a producer, like all the different looks, all the different styles people wear, Mm -hmm. all the different ways that people approach the world and stuff. It feeds my ability to tell a story better. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. So like, how can I convey stories that will be interesting to people if my entire existence is just Oceanside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had that. You know? We had a very, uh, we had a wonderful um, in-depth discussion about when when we were driving through to Seattle. We were still in Oregon. I remember that. And we were driving. Oh, no, it was Washington. We were driving through by the river. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I was talking about the 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 simple life that everyone has there you know their their house and their their car and their kids and their you know their they go they know all their neighbors and they go to the store and they grab their you know loaf yeah, of these, bread these folks who live in towns that only have populations of 900 yeah and i looked over at dave and i said you know what i probably it, it was nice because i tried to put myself into that world for a second and say you know what that would be nice to live simply and not have to run around and living out of suitcases and having crazy hours and going to these elaborate parties. But then I thought about when they sit down to dinner and they watch their favorite TV show, who's going to make that for them? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be on that TV show for them to watch? You know, we do what we do to help people feel and to help people enjoy and entertain them. You know, so I said, I, I understood my artistic role so much more in that moment. Well, it's interesting too, because we were listening to uh, star talk yesterday mm-hmm. on the drive with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And they were talking about how technology and energy has mm-hmm. changed the living situation for so many people in yep. the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to work as hard as we once did. We don't have to struggle so much through our day to accomplish the things that we need just to survive. Exactly. So what is that leaving? It's leaving a, a society, a species that needs more entertainment to fill their day, Mm -hmm. like to fill in the gaps of time that used to be spent doing hard labor. Exactly. 
um, now they're turning to more and more entertainment, which for us is fantastic because that's our it's our wheelhouse, it's our jobs, mm-hmm. it's what we we do. And they pointed out, you know, the YouTube generation; these kids are watching television constantly on yeah, their phones. Yeah, it's nonstop. It's nonstop entertainment, and that's hand in hand with the change from being a fundamentally working society to a fundamentally not working society. Yep. It was a very interesting discussion to be listening on, to on Star Talk, mm-hmm. um, just a few days after you and I were basically talking about those roles yep. and how we have a place in the world mm-hmm. that we fill, and sometimes we don't feel like, as creatives, that we're appreciated or that that what we do is necessarily important. Mm-hmm. But when you sat down and started talking about that with me in the truck, it became very clear how important it is. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, in the most simplest form, in, in a super simple way, it's like, and the stories we tell. This is why I think it's important that we don't just make dumb entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's important that we tell stories that are thought provoking, that are culturally aware mm-hmm. and sensitive, and because in some instances, not in, not always, but in some instances, the entertainment that we produce, that our industry produces is the window to the world that these people have. Exactly. And when you think about it that way, there is a fundamental responsibility to what we do. There is a, a fundamental need for what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and my hope is that whatever we produce, it makes people think and it inspires them to expand their experience beyond their, their normal routine. That is the hope. That's my hope. And that's why I think these trips are important with us. I think it's why it's important we need to share the photographs. We need to do the Facebook Lives when we travel. And um, I mean, that's... Because that's it's exposing also inspiring. People, it's an, and know? it's inspiring us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just doing, you know, even the Facebook Live. We're still in front of the camera. You yep. know, so not only are we... We're, we're social mediaing about it, but then we're inspired to write. We're inspired to take photos. We're inspired to do videos, you know, and that that's... That's something that we need to creatively add to to ourselves. Yeah. So we're also not able to give back if we're not giving back to ourselves. So we're basically... Well, I don't just take vacation photos anymore because I no. think about, oh, you know, this is going to be how... This might be the first exposure of this particular thing that some people mm-hmm. are ever going to have. Exactly. I need to be artistic. I need to be creative with it. And so... <laughs> I really don't just point and click the camera anymore. It's like every yeah. every shot I take on a trip is thought out. And, you know, like mm-hmm. if it's on Instagram, I definitely thought about it, you know, before oh, yeah. I snapped it. Um, but even if it's not, the there's a level of artistry, a level of creativity that I want my, my travel photos to have that's beyond just, oh, I had a Instamatic with me on the road and exactly. I just snapped a couple pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean... And I think you're the exact same way. We're going to shoot thousands of photographs in a day <laughs> because we mm-hmm. want those amazing pictures. Yeah. Not just the one or two that, you know, kind of tell the story. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a weird burden. It is. With great power but, but, comes but great responsibility. Nice. You know? For it's sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's a one. It's it's, it's and that's why we haven't posted any of your pictures yet. Cause, no, like, because we want to go over them and make sure that everyone's seeing them the way that they should be seen and the yeah. way that 
I'm the the eye that I'm looking at it, the artistic eye that I'm seeing it with that everybody else sees it yeah. with as well. So yeah, of course. I want everyone to be, you know, I want everyone to look at those photos and want to be inspired to go to those places or do yeah. those things. Yeah. Because I, I certainly know I have been. Yeah. And let me say this. If you're a filmmaker in San Diego, you definitely go, need to go on Film Freeway um, and sign up your film for next year for the Jerome Film Festival. Because it's a, it's a wonderful event. Yes, Held by absolutely. beautiful people. And they've got this one train thing that they do that's just They show movies very, on a train. Cool. The movies and going, a band plays on the and train. And a band. We're and, and it's a it's a in the middle of like a canyon, like it, in the it desert. It like goes through this whole Sequoia, oh, so cool. not, not Sequoia, the whole Sedona region. Yeah, it's gorgeous. By train stops in like a ghost town, and they yeah. do like a old west gunfight and all this. I mean, it's it's, it's, so cool. it's a whole experience. Um, that's just part of their festival. Um, it's just a cool place to visit. Like I said, it's out out in the Sedona region, yeah. which is beautiful. Super. You'd never been through Sedona. I'd never been through Sedona, and Mm-mm. I decided to drive a certain way. Yeah, you're it like, hey, us, I'm just gonna take like ten minutes out. Took just us a little the, bit longer, but it brought us right route. through Sedona during oh, sunset. Oh my jeez! Which, if any of you don't know, Sedona is one of the most magical places in Arizona. As far as the the beauty of the landscape, yeah, they have all these gorgeous red rock buttes. What's a butte? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, Naomi. <laughs> um, but we came in right at sunset, so they were all baked in this golden light, mm-hmm. and you were just floored. It was so much. I fun was to just wide eyed, jaw dropped. Jumped out of the car to take pictures. Yeah, I was like, "Stop the car!" He was like. <laughs> He's like, get back in here. I was like, top. Like, it's a two-lane road, and there's a cliff. There's nowhere Tuck to go. and roll. Like, I was just going to go. Like, there was no, I was just going to go. Yeah. I was, like, climbing out, the like, the window. It was so like, amazing. And every time window. we turned around, because we, we were wrapping through this river valley between mm-hmm. peaks and stuff before we got to Sedona itself, where you see all the buttes. And I remember we came around this one turn, and boom, there's this butte ahead of us. And you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. I'm like, that's a butte. You're like, what's a butte? What's I'm a like, butte? That's a butte. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you were just, you were wide-eyed. It was like, there were moments on these trips where your response to things reminded me of my, my baby sisters when they were like eight years old. Yeah, seeing stuff for the first time, like the the look on your face, the smile on your face, was just it was amazing to experience those things with you for the first time. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of smiling the last few weeks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's I've been pretty pretty happy to see all these these new things and experience these new places. It's just yeah, I'm seriously like I've been running around like a four year old girl, like just going nuts. It's well, been great. Well, and we went to the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, so when we we started, so when we got back to San Diego for like a second, and then we headed up. We we're back for four. We we're back days. for four days, barely. Everyone's like, "Hey, we're like, hey, and we got to go by." <laughs> and um, so then we headed up to Seattle, and our first major stop was Winchester Mystery House in San Jose. And I've been wanting to go there since I was a little girl because uh, I heard about this house and how weird it was with these doors that led to nowhere and these, you know, odd staircases and rooms and rooms and rooms. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, unlevel. And so when I I was telling you, when I first heard of this house, I thought it was more like a like an insane asylum kind of circus mazy <laughs> kind of place you know it's just right. like this woman's nuts 
and you know all this this whole house doesn't make sense and then we're going through this house and we had heard the the tale of you know basically this woman had married into the Winchester Rifle Company and her husband passed um but her 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 child had passed six, I think it was like five or six weeks after I was born. And their husband passed from tuberculosis about a year later. And so she went to a psychic because she was very, um, she was very sensitive and, you know, went to a psychic and the psychic said, well, yeah, you're having issues because all the people that were killed from your, you know, from the rifles, from your family's rifles. From your family's rifles. So she basically started building the site. The, this medium told, um, Miss Winchester to keep building. You have to buy a house. You have to buy a house and keep building, and keep building on it nonstop to appease these spirits. To appease the spirits. And so she did nonstop for thirty-eight years. Thirty-eight years, seven <laughs> days a week, twenty-four hours, hours a, day, a day, seven days a week. All and and I thought, you know, wow, how can how can one person go through all that, you know, and be normal? And when we're going through this house, I was just completely in awe because it was beautiful. It was absolutely stunning. It was totally eccentric. Totally eccentric. This woman, not only she was intelligent, she knew like four languages, played three instruments. She was attractive too. I mean, this woman was, she, she was very well known, very well respected. And so, you know, and she kept all of her, all the people that worked in the Winchester mystery house, all that whole time were the same. She had the same butler, same, you know, same construction, uh, same construction crew, the crew. Whole way through. Everything was the same. She Gardeners ha- housed them on site. Butlers, if they didn't want to live on site, she bought she them bought homes them in the surrounding area. She was so generous. She didn't waste anything. She didn't waste water. She didn't waste. She was, was a, a very she was a botanist, forward, very, very forward thinking. You know, and it was the coal even that she used. Nothing went to waste. Yeah. So this woman not only was generous, smart, intelligent eccentric and creative she created a living work of art it's a beautiful beautiful victorian house to this day continues to employ people and it continues to employ people and 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 she's still helping provide benefit to the world which Mm -hmm. is amazing i was so impressed so it went from one it was like a complete 180 it went from one you know I, I was just assuming this is, you know this woman was nuts and she was just it was just this crazy house full of you know corridors and you know windows and hallways and doors that led to nowhere and then all of a sudden you go in these grand ballrooms and these you know these italian parlors and mm-hmm. they're just stained glass windows stunning. with shakespeare quotes oh my gosh this woman i would have been best friends with this woman <laughs> she was so freaking cool you probably would have dated she is woman. like my new like she's i i love her i <laughs> i i adore this woman so yeah, she would have been so cool. I would have hung out there. The thing for me, and we talked about it a little bit, was I didn't feel like there was any crazy in the house. There was no crazy. Nowhere did it feel I crazy. I did not feel any kind of crazy in that house. What, what I felt was a woman who lost the people closest to her mm-hmm. and basically created a house full of people. She did. She had her family. You know? She created she her own family. She took care of them. They were home with her all mm. the time. Um, if they were building stuff there 24 hours a day, there were always people around. They're always there. She could she could find people to talk to at any time. I think yep. for me, it was like, I have a lot of money and I'm really lonely. 
I'm going to do this because this is going to keep things. Yeah, she inherited. This woman inherited in the twenty million dollars in the late 1800s. Twenty million dollars. Twenty twenty million dollars now is a lot. Twenty million then is just. She basically she was a billionaire then. Yeah. And I just. I think they said. I I think they said that the date, the average daily wage for a skilled worker at one twenty five or something. Yeah, dollar twenty five. Dollar twenty five a day. And so. she she doubled theirs right off the bat. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, this woman was, it, it really was an experience instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, a, kind of a, a crazy, a, a crazy show, you know, yeah. it, it, it felt like it was going to go one way. And then the more, and we got to do the back, the, we the, did the behind the, the scenes, behind the scenes, because it was Father's Day weekend. Yeah. And we walked up to the register, <laughs> and the guy looks at me and goes, "Fathers are free this weekend." And so and I went, "Oh, well, that's very nice." And you very quickly went, "It's a shame we didn't bring Sean with us." And I like, just immediately like, "Yeah, but sometimes we need our time alone too." <laughs> we didn't ask. We didn't ask, ask, but we definitely played along. Absolutely. So <laughs> so we were able to get in with me for free. So I was like, "Ah, the hell with it, splurge. Let's do the." We'll do the behind the scenes tour too. Yeah, we'll do the. Well, why don't you just? You we'll know, do the big tour. Yeah, bump it up a few more notches. Yeah, but it was great because we wore so hard hats and and then we got to see. Yeah, we got to see all the the other things that you don't get to see normally on the tour and got to go, got to the to basement. go down to the basement, which wasn't creepy. And I would, oh, I would, I would clean. feel. I would feel creepy, but it wasn't creepy. And then we got to see where our dog and our parrot stayed. There was nothing creepy about that house. There was nothing, nothing. creepy no, nothing. about There's, it. Even the door that just kind of opens to nothing. It wasn't creepy. It was just like, was oh, so, that's really eccentric. It was so eccentric. It was seriously, it was like in a Rubik's Cube of housing. It was just... But that door that opened to nowhere, too, was here, on the... This piece goes here, and that piece goes there. It was on the front end of the house, mm-hmm. which they stopped construction on after the 1906 earthquake. Exactly. And, so that might have moved. been going. So to, it might have just been, it was going to go yeah, somewhere, go and somewhere. then they never built the patio yeah, or whatever, exactly, because you know, they stopped work on that side of the house after the earthquake. Yeah, it's you know it's it was so cool. It, it was, was so, so, it was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, it was visit. so cool. I um, mean, we got that awesome photo. We we did. We went ahead and I, I got Naomi the that was so the Ameri- vacation that was photo. that was so American. I told Dave, I'm like. When we walked in, no joke, we walked up to the line, and then they're like, here are your rifles. Here's and I was your like, rifles. welcome to America. Take like, a picture. <laughs> yeah. God, God bless America. You put your Annie Oakley on. And <laughs> yeah. It's no, a that's cool just, picture. That's, that's just me. It's, it's a, and then someone's like, here's a gun. I'm like, yeah, it's not, it feels like Chicago. <laughs> it's, such, it's such a fun picture. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally bought that with a, you know. Oh, absolutely. I know. It was, it was so fun, cool. It was fun I'm, to give I'm it to you. I'm glad you did. I was like, I was really excited. I totally forgot, too. <laughs> You just kind of do it, you know, because your parents are ne- they don't they never buy the photos. At least mine didn't. Mine did. Oh, my mine dad didn't. Them. My dad bought them every time. My dad was, was always like, "Oh no, let's keep the memories." I think we got one, and that was from Splash Mountain. Mm. That was the only picture my parents ever bought. Other than that, they were like, "Oh, isn't that nice? Keep walking," and they never bought it. So I just I think mentally, I was just like, "Oh, keep walking," and I just I forgot don't look about up. it. Just forgot Ice forward. Here's your gun back. Fine. Like, here's some gum, Naomi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. Winchester that was, awesome. was awesome. And then, yeah, the next day we were at uh, Mount St. Helens. Yes. Um, well, we stopped in Portland. 
We did. Actually, yeah, that, that was, was that pride. day. It was Pride that It was day. Pride that day. So we we came into Portland. It was super busy. And just, in yes, wonderful. I'm, yeah. It we was, had the best vegan meal. Oh at my that gosh! VG Cheese Place. Or, yeah, it was um um Vitopia. Vitopia, yes. Shout out to them. So thank good. you so much because that their was mac like and cheese was amazing. Their, I had I vegan had mac and cheese. I had so some good. vegan tomato bisque and a little mini vegan oh, yeah, grilled cheese sandwich. Was amazing. And then we had their our vegan mac and cheese. Ugh. And this was a vegan art like artesian like deli cheese, cheese shop. shop and deli, and it was. Phenomenal, it's fantastic, and I actually freaked out the lady. Remember, or a server, because I'm going to Portland. Okay, again, this is like me going in. I have all these expectations of these places that we're going, <laughs> right? Because you know, Chicago talks shit sometimes about other places, or you just kind of assume other places. Because I, you know, I watch Portlandia, and I'm like, okay, these people obviously you're, you know, you're exaggerating when it comes to comedy. But I'm like, all right, well, you know, maybe they're very hipstery, and you know odd and weird and i'm like okay well maybe i'll i'll see i'll I'll probably get along with these people and no joke we're we're at this vitopia place first place we eat you know we get a it's pride so everyone's just like they're in wonderful you know fashion and you know they're in the wonder woman socks heck yeah dude um and so we're at we're at vitopia and if any anybody actually knows me anyone who knows me knows I carry around with me mason jars and my own napkins and my bamboo utensils, and that's just what I do. I always do that. Mm-hmm. And no joke, in Portland, this woman, she's like, oh, do you need silverware and napkins? I was like, no, no, no. I have my own. And I pull out, pull out your bamboo my napkin utensils. and my bamboo utensils. She was like, whoa. whoa. What are those? I was <laughs> she like, went all Keanu on are, you. She's like, whoa. whoa. What are those? I was like, oh, they're bamboo. She was like, Wow, I've never seen that before. I was like, "Wait, what?" What? I looked immediately at Dave. I was like, "Dave, she's <laughs> never seen this before." I was like, "I said expectations, Naomi. Expectations." I know. I was like, "What? I'm freaking people out in Portland?" <laughs> yes, I am doing something right. You know, so it was cool. And I, then, that was and then cool. you went to get a to-go box. Yeah, and I was like, "No, no." You're like, "Oh, no, no, no! I don't need mason that either. Jar. I got my mason jars." It's like, <laughs> "Oh, okay." She's like, "Let wow. me fill up your glass, okay. empty Voss bottle." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got it. It was it was really good. It was a good meal. Really good meal. It was super good. And then we went to the, the largest bookstore. We went to Powell's bookstore. Went to Powell's. The largest bookstore in America. And thank you to Neil. Uh Neil for that suggestion. Yep. Yes. Neil, Neil Halford. Halford. We love you, Neil. And Jana. We love you, Neil. Yep. Thank you for that suggestion. I know I think Steven Steven Schwartz uh, just kept telling us that. to go visit his Radio Shack store. I'm pretty sure we flicked it off for you. We gave it the bird <laughs> for you, Steven. You're welcome. Um, but Powell's was awesome. We saw a lot of Powell's was really cool. We, we went, went into the rare book rare section. book room that was so. You cool. have to get passes to actually go into the rare book section, and the most expensive book they have there, it, they can't actually keep it in the section. But the most expensive book they have there is three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Amazing! It's amazing. I have pictures of the oldest book they have, which is from like, I forget. It's like seventeen hundreds or something. It's like. It's beautiful. The Lewis and Clark expedition, and then there's two, two books of the Lewis and Clark expedition, which are that's the 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 most expensive that they have in their in, rare book sections twenty five thousand dollars. And if I honestly, I'm not I'm not even joking. If I had twenty five grand just to spend, I would just done. <laughs> I would just I would have those in my collection. 
And then I told and them. And you would hand them I to also, a museum. And I would hand them to a museum. I told um, the belongs librarian. belongs in a museum. I, would, I told the librarian. I was like, I want to have, She's why would you Jane. have a Monet and then lock it up in a safe? It's so terrible. I feel like they should, <laughs> honestly, they should give historical status to these these particular, you know, paintings and, you know, these pieces of art. Because if you're rich and you keep it locked up, you're actually doing society disservice. So if I had my, if I had my druthers and if that actually happens where I actually have any money at all, I will buy these historical documents and pieces of art and I will put them in museums. I will donate them. I want people to see them and enjoy them because that's what they're there for. Exactly. So, yeah, that was so cool. It was cool. cool. So, and, and, and shout out to my cousin Jordan for Yay, Jordan. Thanks, hanging dude. out with us and wandering around town, uh, doing fun things. He's he's about to leave Portland, um, yeah. go back to Indiana. Wah, wah. But uh, it was great to hang out with him there. Yeah, it was and, fun. It was and cool uh, dude. you know, he the last time I saw him, he was like 13 years old. Wow. So um, well, it's like 10 he's years later, he's married. Now, married. And yeah. Married. But, uh, yeah, great to hang out, Jordan. Thanks for that. And then, yeah, we went up to Mount St. Helens. And we went to Mount St. Helens. Which was gorgeous. We got there, like, right at sunset. That was beautiful. Um, it was super cold. Yeah, it was chilly up there. I can um, see why there's still snow on it. Yeah, it, it was so pretty. It we was got some, so we got the, pretty. We got a really nice selfie up there, too. Um, and then you ran into that guy from Chicago. His name is Steve. Steve. Yeah. He's on a motorcycle. And, yeah, so Dave and I go up there... And there's no one there. Nobody was up there. Nobody. Admiring this beautiful. I dropped you off at um, the sign. Yep. And you're like, hey, I'm gonna go park the truck. I'm gonna go park the truck. And of course, in that like two seconds, I go park the the truck. truck. I get out of the truck, and there you are talking some dude. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) They like just find her everywhere. What the hell? (laughs) I go walking up there, and there's a motorcycle parked where I couldn't see it from the parking lot. I'm like, oh, okay. So he just drove up and saw her taking pictures. But yeah, like thirty seconds. In the thirty seconds that I turned my back, some yeah. dudes like up some there dudes talking. Like, hey, what's up? What the? F-? Yeah. <laughs> but this guy, he was really he was nice. Super nice. He was super nice. He wasn't creepy. He was a little bit older, um, and he was super. He was so happy. He's like, I came two thousand miles to see this. Look at this. Look at this beauty. Look at this. And it was. He was so nice. And so we're taking pictures of each other. And he's asking us where we're from. And Dave's like, yeah, San Diego. I was like, yeah, San Diego. But I'm originally from Chicago, like born and raised. And uh, he was like, oh, really? Like, I'm from there, you know? And he's like, yeah, I'm a, a small town, you know? And I was, Des Plaines. I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I was born in Des Plaines. I moved in the city. And I was, I was like, wait, I'm, I mean, I'm from Des Plaines. No way, you know? And he's like, yeah, I went to Maine West. I was like, get out of here. I went to Maine West. Like, we're literally 2,000 <laughs> miles <alumni>. away. <laughs> <laughs> 2,000 miles away, and two Displaneyites are standing, uh, <laughs> like, facing this mountain. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me, man. Volcano. I was like, Volcano. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, nature. And, um, yeah. And so how random is that? It was amazing. It was amazing to sit and listen so to you random, guys talk dude, and then, about the old neighborhood the and old how neighborhood. different it was between your, your different eras. Yeah, because he, I mean, he graduated a few decades. 73. Yeah, it was a few yeah, yeah. 20 years ahead of like, me. Yeah. Um, but he was super cool. Super like full of energy yeah. and stuff. He was he was on his way to go work in Alaska for a while. Yeah, he was just going to help his friend build a cabin up there. Yeah. That's all he was doing. He was just like, you know, I'm taking some time. I'm going to go up. And he was going to head over to, I don't even know. He was on his, like, leg up north and then heading over to, you know, 
hop over to Alaska yeah, and just help cool. his buddy. It was, cool. And it was cool to run into somebody it's, like that. It's really cool to just kind of run into, especially the people that are travelers and kind of hear their stories and see, you know, where they're coming from and how excited they are and how appreciative they are. They appreciate where they're at. They, he just sat there and he's like, you know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sit here and eat my lunch. And we drove yeah, off. We and he's drove just, off. He's, he's sitting, sitting the by sign, the sign with his lunch. With his lunch, just, just eating him his lunch and, and Mount St. Helens. Mount St. Helens. He was the only person up there at that point. How amazing is the, that, though? It was so cool. Those are the moments that you need to have in life to have for yourself to just take in because those are really what what you need to drink. That's going to hydrate you. You need to drink in those moments in life when you get them because you should cherish them. It's beautiful. He had that. He was just sitting there hanging out, you know, just contemplating how majestic and beautiful this is. Just in a simple moment of just eating his lunch. What's that old quote? Life, life isn't measured by the breaths you take, but by the moments that take your breath away. Exactly. Yeah. And then we got to Seattle. We spent a ton of time in yeah. Seattle because we were working in Seattle, but uh, we bounced all over town, like walked everywhere. I uh, didn't get to go up to Space Needle because yeah, like, some when private we event. In, when we, we walked it in, down. it was gloomy. We came in, it was it like was gloomy cloudy. When we drove in, and you know, it was we're like, oh, okay, well, this makes sense in Seattle. And then all of a sudden, the next two, three days, it was like gorgeous. perfect. It was, it was like it was like seventy-two degrees. It was like San Diego weather in Seattle. It was weird. And we had, it, it, and while we were there experiencing beautiful San Diego weather, San Diego was like one hundred and ten. Yeah, degrees I out. felt really bad. I didn't feel bad. I know you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> know you, didn't. <laughs> you definitely didn't. Um, but yeah, we we were on the twenty-eighth floor of the Sheraton, so we had this like gorgeous view. It was oh, of beautiful. the bay and the city, and it was so wonderful and. You know, we did a uh, lot of walking. Portland's really cool. Uh, the banana stand and all this other stuff. And we talked about that stuff in, mm-hmm. on Sam's intro. Um, but since Sam, since we recorded Sam's intro, mm-hmm. um, we we went to leave after we loaded out our show, and yeah. the traffic was so bad. Getting well, I out got of town. hold on, hold on. I also got to I danced a couple of nights, well, you, but I also yeah, got to go and see Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee's right. gravesite. That's right. That was huge for me. I mean, I know a lot of I know a lot of our listeners. Everybody should probably know who Bruce Lee is. Obviously, you know he's famous for you know kung fu, and he's you know been in, he was in film for a long time, and he's yep. a legend. Yep. And then Brandon Lee, his son, was in The Crow. He passed away. He was actually killed during the filming of The Crow, um, and they're buried next to each other in a cemetery in Seattle. And I didn't even know about this. And my friend who was visiting, Christina, who I've known since like high school. Shout out to Christina. Yeah, hey. you're awesome. And love you. And she was like, hey, let me show you around a little bit. We got to thrift. I got amazing thrift store clothes from Seattle. I'm yep. so stoked. I'm wearing my thrift, my my flannel from Seattle right now. I'm so cool. <laughs> God, I'm cool. And um, so... She's like, hey, you know, we should go up and see, you know, Bruce and Brandon Lee's, you know, grave. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, it's just like right over here. Wait, you haven't seen it? Like, no, of course I haven't seen it. I've never been to Seattle. Of course I haven't seen it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, yeah, 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 we'll just go. I'm like, okay. And so we had no idea. We actually were walking up. We had no clue where they were actually buried. <laughs> but by happenstance, her coworker. And his friend, whose birthday it was that day, happened to walk up as we were walking down in the cemetery at the same time. And they're like, hey, we just came from there. Do you want us to show you where it is? Because you'll never find it. (laughs) And so they walked us all the way back, which was a long walk. 
and we never would have found it. And this was this kid's birthday too. One of them. I was like, these were really stand up people, really sweet people in Seattle. And it was really, I teared up, you know, I was, it was really touching because, you know, that's man. Like I've, I've been watching Bruce Lee since I was little Mm -hmm. and the crow is one of my favorite films of all time. Mm. And so it was really touching to be there and just kind of, you know, be around these, these people that have influenced film and a lot of people's lives. And so it was really cool. It was really cool. And so, um, yeah, Seattle was, man, Seattle was great. It really was. And then we got to, when we were leaving, then we were leaving. Yeah. Yeah. When we went to leave, the traffic was so bad. We were like, well, there's no point in getting on the road now. Yeah. That was bad. Cause we're not going to sit in traffic for two hours to get 40 miles down the road. Yeah. So I was like, well, why don't we go to the Ballard locks? And check those out. So we went over and checked those out. Mm-hmm. That ended up being a really good choice. That was so cool. So it was raining. It was like nice out and perfect. So we went up on the one hill so we could see downtown Seattle. Yeah. And so we got a nice that selfie park. of us there. Mm-hmm. In the rain. In the rain. So of we, course. So we got a nice selfie so with we the got umbrella to walk in the and rain. everything. We got to walk in the rain. The Space Needle was like, nope, shut it down. Start and walked in the rain. Um, and then, yeah, we got our, like our our final like selfie. We got that great farewell selfie to downtown. Yeah. And then we went down to the Ballard Locks, um, which is the most active lock system in the United States. So tell our listeners what a lock system is if they don't know, because I didn't know what a lock system was. So in Seattle, you've got your freshwater lakes mm-hmm. um, on the north side of town. Um, but then you've got Puget Sound, which feeds out into the ocean. Mm-hmm. So... You've got fresh water at a certain elevation and salt water at another elevation and boats that need to go to both. Yes. And so the locks are like the Panama Canal. They're a series of channels that have been created where a boat can pull in, they close the door behind them, and they can raise or water the lower level, raise or lower the water level <laughs> um, so that the boat can then proceed to whichever one of the two directions it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the Ballard locks in... Seattle are the most active lock system in the United States. Yep. More boats pass through there every year than any other lock. Um, and it was very cool. It was very cool to see yeah. the history of it, to learn about it. Um, they were built a uh, hundred years ago next year and, um, very forward thinking. Um, the guy, yeah. uh, what was his name? Hidden dam. Um, the guy yeah, the who designed engineer. them, mm-hmm. um, actually built in fish ladders for the salmon. So, because he was concerned about the salmon being able to run from the salt water to the fresh water yep. and have a healthy environment to be in, mm-hmm. long, long before anybody was really thinking about that sort of stuff. Yeah, no long one was concerned about it then. Concerned about and now we have overfishing, and you know we're over farming these fish, and so that was yeah, that was such a great non oversight on his part. It was wonderful. Yeah. So. And it was really cool. We got to see the salmon swimming upstream. Yeah, we got these amazing I've never seen. Of the I've never seen see salmon. I've never seen salmon before. <laughs> okay, that was another check. You got to and see then, two species of salmon. Yes. And then I got to see them swimming upstream. We're talking like big old ones, little tiny baby ones. Like they're all. And I look at Dave and I'm like, you know, we really all are salmon. When you think about it, he looks at me. He's like, "The hell are you talking about?" Like what? I was we like, all, "In life, is it, is Dave, it what, we all swim against the current, try to mate and die." And I was like, "Yep, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much our existence." <laughs> um, so it was cool. It was cool that we got to see that. Yeah, that and was then, really neat. Uh, 
beautiful pictures of some fish. Yeah. And well, then then we hauled ass south and mm-hmm. uh, back visited, down to Portland. Visited Portland again briefly. Slept at my cousin's house. Yep. Saw him for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like, hey, Jordan. Bye, Jordan. And, uh, and then we headed over to Astoria. Yeah. Well, we stopped. We got to do, and we we stopped to do. You know, we wanted to do the Voodoo Donuts thing, guys. Okay, let, we did swing by Voodoo let Donuts. Let me tell Everybody you, kept I telling have, us to go to Voodoo Donuts, and I would. The line was like an hour I'm long. Not I'm not going to fucking wait long. an hour for a donut. I'm sorry. I'm so not going to wait that long for a freaking donut, man. No, it's not going to happen. That. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to do it. So you took a so picture of it. I took a picture. I was like, this is why I'm not going here. Click. Yeah, then we went to Stumptown. We went to Stumptown, which are amazing, coffee. amazing coffee. We do get Stumptown down San Diego, but the roasters are actually up in Portland. They're yeah. awesome. If you get a chance, definitely try them out. We visited the waterfront. We, we went down to the waterfront. We we checked out all the, the vendors, the food vendors. Yeah. Portland is a pretty cool city, man. Portland yeah. and Seattle, I really, really enjoyed them fully. Yeah. Both very cool They were cool so cities. cool. Thank you so much to those towns yeah. and those cities and states. They're awesome and gorgeous. I got raw, locally harvested honey. That wasn't in Portland. In Oregon. Yeah. I know. I was saying... Well, I, I was went, on the way I was, to Astoria. I started thanking the state. So, yeah, on the way to Astoria, And we, we took... I made a last-minute choice to take a slightly different route. Again, same thing. A which, little ten minutes out of the way. I do which that is, all the time. Do it as much. Keep doing it. Yeah, I'm like, ah, this isn't quite as busy a way to go, and not as developed a way to go. But it's always a good choice because that's where we finally yeah. found the roadside honey stand that you wanted to find. I told him there's only I wanted one thing. I wanted one thing, and I said I really, really, really want to just get locally harvested raw honey from the side of the road and i just you know i want to bring and it home and that's what we did and we just found it, it just so happened. good and it's so good oh my gosh it's baby's so breath baby breath honey. oh my gosh so and i met good. the woman who harvests you know the bees and a bee came over while we were getting he was drinking out of the sample she was drinking out of the sample she was like she was like, like yeah she was like gently, hey, gently hey derek no 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 come here like <laughs> she's got all named and stuff she was like, no, what are you doing? You're going to be wasted. So the bee was like super drunk. It was fantastic. It was, it was fun. so funny. It was fun talking to her. But I mean, that was, that's that's what I wanted. Yeah. That's the experience that I wanted. I wanted because I've, Get pro- off the interstate. I've, I've protested for bees before. Yeah. You know, I've spent a lot of time researching and trying to help, you know, repopulate them. And so mm-hmm. it's really important that we respect these bees because without bees, no bees equals no food, which equals no human beings. Right. This is really important. It's right. really, I really don't talk much about, you know, certain, um, certain topics, but bees are super important to our, our existence. And so, you know, it is that important to help these, these, you know, bee the colonies bee, have to survive Bee harvesters, you know, these honey harvesters, they're actually treating these bees, you know, caringly and not killing them off, not smoking them out. And, you know, not trying to make a buck off of them, just trying to continue the cycle of life and right. keep it going. And so it was really sweet. And I was, yeah, I was, I took a bunch of pictures of that too. And so, yeah, so I was just excited. So I, already I'm like, okay, I'm going to geek out so hardcore because we're on our way to Astoria. I'm like, <laughs> I got this honey. Everything is great. And then we get to Astoria, which is oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. And Astoria is where they shot the Goonies, Kindergarten Cop. Short, Short circuit, circuit, a whole bunch of other films too, um, but those are like the big three yeah. from the the eighties, early nineties, and uh, I've been there a couple times before, uh, but again, this was your first time. Yeah, another first. And so I was super excited to show you stuff, and we Facebook lived a m- lot, most of the stuff that a we lot. did there. Um, yeah, but you wanted to get a stamp. 
in your passport book because the Lewis and Clark National Park was yeah. near Astoria. So we ran off and did that first. We just ran off and did that first, which I'm so glad. Which we had the time to do because when yeah. you're way so like, up northy, like it doesn't, the sun doesn't set until like nine ten, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so uh, we had lots of daylight. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we went, went to the Lewis and Clark and uh, visited uh, Fort Clapston. That was really cool. And uh, wandered down to the, the canoe landing for yeah. the fort. And I got like a gorgeous photo there. Oh, they're, yeah, they're beautiful. Um, and seeing where the, the logging channels were. Yeah. And you finally found out what those logs yeah, were. Yeah, because I've been, like I said, I've been to Astoria a bunch of times. And, and like, what's the, what are these? I wondered what all these like rotting wood pylons yeah. were sticking out, of the sticking water, out of the water all over the Columbia River. Like, yeah. And so when we went to the, to the fort... I, I saw a sign. I saw pictures. And I ran down to it because we were on our way yeah. out at that point. Yeah. I was like, "Oh wait!" And I just kind of took off and went and read this sign. I'm like, "That's what they are. They're they're pylons that are put in place for the logging industry, mm-hmm. and they use them to channel logs that they floated in the river. Yep. So that they didn't float away, and that they could get them into bundles, and then you know tow them away with boats. Makes so, so much sense. Now I know what all of those. Mystery Stupid solved. mystery pylons are. I've got, I've got hundreds of photographs of those things at like sunset and stuff. Yeah. In previous trips. Yeah. Now I know what they are. Like, exactly. Oh, and now cool. it's a part. That's really? even cooler because they're part of history. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, so much cooler. So pretty cool. Just a bunch of um, dead sticks in the water. So it doesn't matter that I've been to that place before. I'm still learning about Isn't it. Isn't that great? Every time. That's I go. the that's the beauty of history yeah. and nature is you keep learning, you keep seeing something different. Um, so that was yeah, that was awesome. That was so cool. I got some great shots in there too in that forest oh my gosh yeah oh some yeah. shrubbery and some mushroom moss and lichen moss so much moss um yeah and then we did the astoria thing and we yeah uh, we went we, we just did the yeah. goonies house which you can no longer walk up to but which we, sucks we i was it. really bummed i was yeah, really bummed yeah oh well. it must have been something bad i almost well, want to like like we were saying the the anniversary was yeah what, it was last, last year, year 35th anniversary Thir- whatever 30th 30th yeah, 30th um, so i i just assumed that there was too much yeah it was just too much hoopla. it was just too much hoopla and and it just it it became too much for the residents to deal with. Yeah. Because so, there are little tiny streets and yeah. there's no sidewalk and, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It, it And the house itself is kind of up on the hill and secluded and you got to go up a dirt driveway to get to it. Yeah. And it's not the only house at the top there. There are like four homes. Yeah. But now instead uh, you have to go in front of somebody else's, else's house home, so, you can get a picture, so you can get a picture of it but they do have signs like everywhere like they really just do not park they don't want the goonies anywhere no. near that neighborhood it's crazy yeah it's nuts no, no we, goonies we parking actually parked anywhere like two blocks away and yeah. walked down the hill and i still felt bad parking where we parked oh I, I know when we like walk back up there's like a male woman this guy like standing in his doorway like eyeing us down like oh these people again you know like fucking goonies yeah just uh. so it, it, it was kind of it was no respect for the goonies ex- god damn it it was exciting for me but at the same time i was disappointed because yeah that i it sucked that yeah. some people ruined it for you know one kid's got to ruin it for the rest of the class you know mm, and so that seems to be an ongoing thing yeah. this year yeah um but then we saw the jail where the Fratellis broke out of. Yep, which is now the the film Oregon Museum, Oregon film, film museum. museum. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then we we went up and found the house that Short Circuit was shot at, which is um, all oh that's beautiful. That's a national gorgeous. monument. So that's well, fun. it's a historic historic landmark. monument. 
Yeah, landmark. Um, and it overlooks the bridge that crosses over to Washington. That's a beautiful bridge. And I had always wanted to drive across that bridge, and so we did it. So we did it. <laughs> we got to the other side, and I, I just drove down and did a U-turn. You're like, that's it? We're just going across the bridge? I'm like, yep, that's all I wanted to do. I was like, cool. I'm going <laughs> to get some more pictures. Hey, look, a bird. <laughs> yeah. So so that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and, that was great. And, and then we made it down to Cannon Beach at sunset and we're able to oh see the beach gosh. Uh, where the where Goonies also shot where the Fratelli's hideout was yep. and the beach where they did the uh, the, the drag With, racing on the beach yep. and where the pirate ship came out of Haystack Rock yeah, and all oh that stuff gosh, yeah. so we got to see all that we got a beautiful selfie oh my god there. it doesn't even look real it looks like a it studio looks like photograph. a studio it's photograph so it looks like we're like standing we're just like posed in front of a green screen like it's some kind of you know outdoor prom or something like but it's, it's the real deal. It's the real deal. We're right there. I told him as we were as I was taking pictures. I'm like, is this real right now? <laughs> I'm looking at these pictures. I'm standing right in front of it, but I don't believe it's real. It's so beautiful, and, and it was so cool to actually stand there because they stand there with the debloom and they and they yeah, line it yeah, up. I did that? I did that in the uh, and, in the Facebook. And live so that's video what that I got. Did. Yeah, that's why I got really excited because I'm standing right there where all their setups are. Like they filmed right where we're standing. Yep. Because you can only get that one shot right from here, you yep. know? And so that was just, oh, I got giddy, you know? Like, just like <laughs> little Kristen was just like, oh, my God. Um, hey, you guys. And, and I should also point out that that day was my dad's birthday. It would have been his 66th birthday. And, you know, with my mom passing recently and everything else, it was a relatively emotional day for me. Yeah. Um, but it was a wonderful day. And um, thank you again for being there on an important day to me and helping me find the joy in the day. Um, And you you took this photograph. Like, we got to this point where we could sit and just kind of watch the sunset. And Mm -hmm. you were taking photographs of the sunset and the trees and whatever else. And I was just kind of sitting there watching you and thinking about my dad and my mom, but mostly my dad. And you snapped a few photographs of me sitting there. I didn't snap any really amazing. photographs of you the whole entire trip. No, it's like, the only time you turned like the camera ever. I was like, hmm. Um, I just yeah. And one of them is just one of the most like one of my favorite photos I've seen of me in a long, long time. Um, and it's my profile picture on my Facebook page right now. Um, thank you for that. Um, gorgeous photograph, and um, thank you too because I think I look good in it partially because of your influence and things that you've been helping me navigate through the last couple months going vegan and being more active and mm-hmm. all the walking that we're doing on these trips. And you're stuff, more, so. dude, you were jumping around. Yeah. You were frogging everywhere. You're like running around and jumping and like, you're more active than I am. I'm just keeping up with you. Jeez. <laughs> like today I ran down to that stream and bounced all over the rocks. Yep. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, you know, thank you. Um, it's, it means a lot to me that you've been there for me through these days, um, especially that day. Um, it could have been a bad day, but it wasn't. It was an amazing day. And it was a day that my dad would have loved knowing I had. Yeah. And I thank you for that. And that's the, that's the look on my face that is in that photograph, which I think is really cool that you captured. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm grateful I was there. Yeah. And I'm grateful that, you know, because I know how hard that is, you know, having my mom pass. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, like I said, we were talking about my mom being a photographer and she would have been, you know, just ecstatic 
seeing me jump around and oh my gosh and you know this tree and this and this sunset so and this, this moss and lichen and this this slug <laughs> on the ground which I got super cute pictures of you know and I when I'm on I'm not even joking that's when I can like almost hear her like giggling when I'm like on the ground like <laughs> writing them just like yeah snail yeah no slug yes yes work yes for me, slug. Work, for work it, it. <laughs> you know and I'm right up in its sluggy face and I'm getting dirt all over my knees and I'm not even watching where I'm walking. If they're like people's like, you know, people are walking by with strollers or a dog or something. I'm just like, yes, yes, almost there. Got it. You know, and I can just hear her like giggling. Like, are you kidding? Really? This is amazing. This is my daughter. You know, this is what you're doing now. this is this is what you're doing. Really? I'm, I'm gone for how long? And this is what you're doing. You're on the ground taking pictures of slugs. Really? <laughs> but they're so cute. But that's the thing. It's, I, you know, I think now more than ever it really is important that we we dig in deep and we say you know what we're going to choose art we're going to choose and choose ourselves and say you know what we're going to we are going to bring this beauty out instead of take in you know all that darkness and that's really i couldn't think of a better way to be doing and honoring you know these people that brought us into this world by showing everyone the rest you know the rest of the world our world well, and I think that's an interesting thing, and and you know we're kind of coming up to towards the end of what we need to talk about for this episode. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot of compliments. My family did um, on how we handled my mom passing, and how we shared that with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan actually watched her funeral service when we streamed it live. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and. You know, for us, it was a celebration of life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It it wasn't about being depressed about mom dying. It was about celebrating that exactly. she she lived. F- from the moment we knew she was coming home to die, mm-hmm. that's how we treated it. Yep. Um, and I think part of what you and I have done since she passed is we've continued to show people that even in the wake of somebody passing. Mm-hmm we choose to continue to celebrate life yeah. and we're celebrating it in our art. We're celebrating it in our passion to travel Mm -hmm. and we're celebrating it by sharing those passions and those pieces of art with everybody that we possibly can. Yep. And that is an important message to me. It's a hugely, hugely important message to me that people understand that, Yes, I am still grieving my mom dying. Mm-hmm. Um, I am sad every day, but I'm not crippled by that sadness. I'm mm-hmm. not stunted in my ability to continue my own life by that sadness. Mm-hmm. I'm fueled by that sadness to make my life extraordinary. And that's an important lesson that I hope people are taking from the experiences you and I are having together right now. Yeah. I'm not running away from how I feel. I'm being fueled by how I feel. Exactly. So, and we finished it off today, the sequoias. <laughs> Come on. I know. It just <laughs> it just kept getting better. I'm like, really? Can we just like, you know, we're pl- and we're pulling off. Like, even while we were driving, like, oh, let's pull off here. Take pictures of this. Oh, mm-hmm. it's just, we're seeing this. And we're, you know, eating that. And it's just, it was just nonstop. It didn't feel rushed. It was just... Oh, here's this. And oh, here's this. And let's do this. And let's go here. And mm-hmm. 
it's it's just been so much fun and it it really we had we had such a a, a wonderful just nice bookend to the trip you yeah. know with yeah being in the sequoias and you know those trees are huge like they are ginormous and they're old and they're old they're centuries old over 2000 old. years over 2, old 2000 years them, old you know it's crazy they, uh, the, what they've seen i can't even fathom what they've you know oh, it's unbelievable been, been through so yeah it was it was really it's been it's been a blast i've yeah. had so much fun i've learned so much you know it's been it's been really educating too you know so you know, I've learned so much. I had so much fun. I connected with people. I've met new people. I've seen so many new things. And I'm a better person for it yeah. with, you know, within my soul and within my spirit, yeah. you know. And it, that's that's really the most important thing. You know, it's not about the money. It's not about the time. It's not about, you know, who, what, you know, where'd you go and who'd you see. It's like, what what made you feel, you know, and what now can you experience and create now because of these yep. these things that you've you've been a part of yep. there's so much more and now i want to do more I'm we're hooked. gonna do more i'm hooked you're hooked i'm, I'm so hooked. hooked we're gonna travel at least a little bit every month yeah I, I i have to i really i feel like it it can only help us you know benefit with our well if nothing else we come back feeling fully charged yeah i'm so fully i'm so fully charged i'm so calm and excited at the same time yeah (laughs) so so anyway um we've also put together a long list of people that we're going to invite onto the show um carla's got a couple of potentially huge guests we got a lot of good things coming um a lot of good things nerd hq coming up comic con's coming up yeah it's coming up so Uh, it's yeah it's going to be nice. It's going to be real nice. It's going to be amazing. It's going to so, be a good year for the intellectual. Yeah. Keep your eye out on what we're doing, and uh, we will be coming back to you with more episodes very, very soon. Very soon. Very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, I'm Dave Dawson. I'm Kristen Naomi. You've been listening to Intellectual Podcast. We thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to chatting with you all once again very soon. See you guys. Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Telling you, please, talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears. <laughs> <laughs>